wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiots. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there. Kane was there, too. Yeah. No enhancement needed. This Monday Night Raw. This fight's right. It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Folks, welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for February twenty second, two thousand and eighteen. I am Graham Gius and Matthews. We are mere days away from Elimination Chamber. Fastly in a few more weeks, and WrestleMania thirty four right around the corner it comes up so quickly. But before we get started here today with Elimination Chamber predictions and talking everything else going on in the world of wrestling right now, real quick plug for you guys: check out Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday. Not only on NextDayWrestling.net, but every archived episode ever, and all the new episodes, of course, as well. On iTunes, simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. Like I said, you get all the old episodes dating back five years and all the new episodes as well. So, speaking of which, speaking of new episodes, we've got an all-new guest here on WrestleRant Radio for the first time ever. we got Colin Ginter from the Twitter machine. Colin, what's going on, dude? Welcome oh, to the thanks show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this. Of course, of course. Is that how you pronounce your name or am I botching that? Dude, I'm like infamous Ginter. for mispronouncing names here on the show. G. Ginter. Yeah, Ginter, okay, Ginter. gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. So first of all, welcome to the show. Um, brief introduction for the people that aren't aware of your work and where you come from and all that other type of stuff. Uh, what, what you all about, uh, man? I am currently in college, uh, studying just uh, for children's ministry at a Bible college, and uh, huge wrestling fan. Been a wrestling fan since 2014. Uh, just before WrestleMania 29, I sat down, watched a match, and five minutes later, I was hooked. And, uh, you know, I work part-time at a bakery, but, uh, yeah, I spend a lot of free time watching and reading about wrestling. Good stuff, good stuff. That's what we like to hear here <laughs> on WrestleRant Radio, dude. That's what we love to hear, and what I even love to hear even more than that. We were talking for a little while before we hit up the uh, uh, record button here, because I was trying to figure out Skype because I'm an idiot like that. I'm a stupid idiot like Chris <laughs> Jericho would say, but we were talking a lot about SmackDown versus Raw, um, the newer games, WWE 2K18, booking those you know, the, the, the uh, what's it called? Not the My Career Universe Mode. What's mode. it called? Universe Mode. Universe I Mode. Universe Mode. Daily. It's great, dude. Anyone for who is not into that stuff and into logical booking, first of all, if you like logical booking, you're probably not a WWE fan because <laughs> they're not known for that nowadays. But these games are for you if you like that type of stuff. So um, just real quick on that game, what are your initial impressions on 2K18 compared to the previous installments? When I first picked up 2K18 with the whole carry system and stuff, it felt really imbalanced because I'd be trying to pull moves off and AI's like, no, nah, I'm just going to drop you. You're going to drop me. But the AI was just pummeling me down. After I played with the settings a bit, got a little more familiar with some of the new stuff, I've been really enjoying it. I don't like the career mode much myself. I pretty much just fired up and play universe. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I book my own stuff and then a lot, run a lot of backstage segments in, in my head and everything. And I don't know, I have a really good time with it. So, I, 9 out of 10, I th I'd say. Nice, nice. Yeah, it sounds like it's a great game. I mean, just from, from how, I, how I've played okay. from it, just my experience within the last couple of weeks. I haven't gotten into um, universe mode yet. I want to. Um, but the, 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 one of the major pluses, the, one of the major positives to that game is like the deep roster they oh have. Like we were going through your universe mode before. It's amazing. It just kicks all sorts of ass between the current roster, the NXT roster, the legends, oh, yeah. the former superstars. It's that, amazing. That, I, the depth of the roster. I mean, I, I remember playing, uh, WB 12 and whatever and having to download or create every single person I wanted. Now it's. Okay, mm -hmm. I pretty much have everyone I want except for a few indie guys that I need. And as, mm -hmm. as WWE keeps pulling, it's like, okay, so 2K19, I will have Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and Ricochet and Candice LeRae, and I don't need to download them again. So it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fantastic. That's the cool thing about this game, that with all the, the cause and stuff that you can download oh, yeah. and the available roster and the creations and stuff like that, it's pretty fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, it's a great game for anyone who has not already played it or checked it out. Definitely do so. But all eyes are on Elimination Chamber this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we are recording the show early on on <clears throat> Thursday, which I like to do. Usually I record the show on Wednesdays, but I like doing it on Thursdays, if only because it's a day after all the news breaks out from like the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which I think goes up on Wednesday nights. Um, not as much news this week compared to past weeks, compared to last week anyway, but we were talking about it before <coughs> we went live. Dean Ambrose, an update on him, um, obviously injured a few months back after a nagging injury that he had suffered, I think, over the summer, and WWE was saying he might be out for like eight or nine months, which you never know what the company did. They did the same thing with Braun Strowman. They said, oh, he would be out for six months. He came back in six weeks. So you never know with WWE, but it does seem like this might be legit. Um, the current report from Dave Meltzer of the newsletter of the Wrestling Observer live radio show, it would be that the after WrestleMania, the feed was going to be Roman Reigns and heel Dean Ambrose. Now, it looked like even prior to that point, they were going to be setting up for a Rollins and Ambrose feud at WrestleMania, the spot that Jason Jordan took up when Ambrose got hurt, which obviously that match is not happening either anymore. And we'll talk more about Rollins later on in the mini Raw review and the chamber predictions and stuff like that. Um, with Ambrose going heel, Colin, is that something you're looking forward to? Do you think this is the natural progression of the Dean Ambrose character when he gets back? I mean, I definitely think so. I think I think Dean's been overlooked so much since uh, since everything broke down with the Shield. Just with the fact, I mean, for the first year they were gone, he couldn't buy a win on pay-per-view. Well, Seth is holding the title, and Roman is just kicking everybody's butt. And now, I mean, I think Dean has every right to come back and just look at the guys and say, like, Seth replaced me as soon as I left. Roman went and became Universal Champion. What's left for me? And just go ham on both of them. And I, mm -hmm. I definitely think that he needs that heel turn. And as we saw in the early days of The Shield, Dean can play that heel so well. Yeah, the guy's a natural heel. I mean, the, the Shield thing, for what it was, while for as long as it lasted, was it was fun. It was good. They never really, they never really went full throttle with it. I mean, at some points they did, like at Survivor Series and when they first came back. But there was a lot of issues oh, yeah. with it, with the fact that they were never really a unit, and also the fact that Ambrose got hurt and then Roman got sick right before oh, yeah. that. So they were never really I mean, like, together for a long within, period of time. Like a few but, weeks after their reformation, they. Roman just started wearing his Roman gear again, and then Seth, yeah, was, and exactly. then Seth was in his tights um, a, a week after that, and then Dean was back in his yeah. jeans, and you guys aren't even running your shield gear anymore. You wore that for like a month, and you <laughs> didn't even have – there was none of those classic level matches that I know they can have. I'd love to see another proper reunion a few years down the road against, I don't know, Sanity or, enough, or like even Undisputed Air. I think that would be great, but – That would be money. Yeah. Take my money. This, yeah. Speaking of Ambrose, speaking of Rollins, speaking of Roman Reigns, the latter two were involved in a great gauntlet match this past week on Monday Night Raw ahead of Sunday's Men's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And when they announce stuff like this, you kind of figure, okay, it's to build momentum. There's nothing on the yeah. line. Why should we care? Um, and we get gauntlet matches and battle royals and, God forbid, fatal five ways and all these other multi-man and multi-women matches every single week. It's kind of hard to care. Um, but this turned into a real treat. To say the least, I thought this was a fantastic match that really showcased everyone involved mm -hmm. that went close to two hours long. The longest Raw match, I think, ever. No no, no doubt about that. Um, and the longest in-ring performance by any superstar in, in many, many decades from Seth Rollins, who really stood out above everyone else in this matchup with the performance he had against Elias and, more specifically, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Just an awesome match overall, really an unexpected treat with WWE breaking away from their, you know, formulaic layout of Monday Night Raw that we see every single week with the opening promo and then a women's match and then a backstage promo match, backstage promo, blah, 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 going back and forth every single week. This was a very nice, refreshing change of pace. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Rollins obviously not winning the match, but was the real one to watch for in this matchup, going over an hour against Roman and Cena, beating them both, winning both mini-matches clean before being eliminated by Elias, and then Braun Strowman won the whole thing. So before we get into Elimination Chamber, Colin, uh, your thoughts on that gauntlet match and how much it did to boost the credibility of Seth Rollins as a single star? I mean, I definitely think that that was, I guess, what, what we call like a one-night rehabilitation for Seth Rollins, much like uh, TLC was for Finn Balor beating AJ Styles like that. Seth Rollins, is just he's been mired in that tag division. He's been wrestling the bar every week, you know, in some form. And to finally see him 
bust out what we how we all know he can be as a single star again like that what he was pulling out against Cena what he was pulling out against Roman that felt like peak Rollins that felt like WWE champion mm-hmm. Rollins like what we saw in 2015 and that just blew my mind and uh yeah it was a great performance oh, yeah. yeah Cena and Roman of course no slouches in there either Roman and Seth the chemistry they have when they get when they finally get to step in the ring together and it's not an overexposed match either I think they've only gone one-on-one mm-hmm. like three or four times and so that just incredible Cena versus Rollins you know that took up a large chunk of 2015 but was still seeing them firing all cylinders was amazing and I think Cena's getting cocky I, I think that we're seeing a John Cena who who knows where he stands who knows what he's accomplished and is is almost riding his own coattails at this point. You know? Is Content Cena his new gimmick? Content Cena? I, I think so. I, I it's he's he, he's <laughs> like, oh, I want to make to WrestleMania, but he doesn't. He almost doesn't seem to perceive anyone else as a threat anymore. He's like, oh, I'm John Cena. Yeah. We even saw that when he mm-hmm. came up to AJ Styles at tail end of 2016, challenging for the WWE Championship. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm John Cena. Recognize. It's like mm-hmm. this isn't the this isn't your hustle, loyalty, respect. This is your I deserve this. You know, so I, 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 I think we're seeing Cena maybe transition into more of a, a tweener where he, he thinks he's just above everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, I'm, I'm digging that right now because it's something different from his oh, yeah. character. If he's ever really had a character to begin with, he's always really kind of been himself. I mean, the fact that he would say, oh, I might not have a road to WrestleMania for the first time <laughs> of my yes. career is, is absolutely ridiculous, but... It is something to, uh, at least it gives his character some motivation, because since he's been back, I mean, ever since, what, the Roman Reigns feud, he really hasn't any had anything to sink his teeth into. He was on Team SmackDown for whatever reason at Survivor yeah. Series, and they never explained that. And he's been on <clears throat> Raw since right after SummerSlam, so that was beyond random. And he was also eliminated, not early on, but like an anticlimactic uh, fashion. That Survivor Series match was never... garbage as a whole, and I don't, I don't want to remember that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I'd rather forget it at this point, but... Yeah, that match was uh, just something else and not in a good way. But um, So he was back for that. He came back for you know the run for the Rumble for a few weeks. Didn't really do anything there. He was involved in the final three, lost, and now he's in the chamber match. So we don't really know what's going on with John Cena. Obviously, the, the hot rumor right now and has been for many months is Cena versus Undertaker at WrestleMania, which they will likely set up coming out of the pay-per-view. I, my thoughts on that are very well documented. We'll talk about it briefly. Um, with you, Colin, how are you? Are you at all excited for a potential John Cena versus Taker match, or are you in the camp that I'm in, where it's like they, you know, the ship sailed a couple years ago. It's a few years too late, and I'd rather have Cena involved in something else. No, I definitely agree. I, I'm I'm excited for a Cena Undertaker match in you know 2013, 2014. <laughs> yeah, five years I, ago excited. exactly. It's like if if we're looking at like WrestleMania 29, and and, and Cena was in CM Punk's place there. Yes, I'm excited for that match. I haven't been excited properly for an Undertaker match since the streak ended. I had really high hopes for his match against Reigns last year, and a lot of people—I know a lot of people—blamed Reigns for the quality of that match. And it's honestly, Undertaker's just old. He can't do this anymore. He's old and he's yeah. Well, I mean, there, were, there, there was definitely people that were blaming Taker too, because I know I was one of them that was saying that that guy—he looked like shit. I'm sorry, Roman tried, but he looked like, like shit. No, no, Roman couldn't get Taker up for a tombstone. No, Taker couldn't get himself up for a tombstone. <laughs> you know, Roman yeah. can pick up Big Show. He can pick up the Undertaker. Undertaker's dead weight at this point. I don't want to see him wrestle again. I love the man, but I just don't do this to him anymore. He he he's done. He's earned his rest. Put put, put him. Bust him out for a special appearance like you do for The Rock for Stone Cold, but do not make that man compete again. I, I hope not. Yeah, it just it's it's sad to see. I mean, he looked fine at Raw 25, but there's a big difference between coming out for a promo and wrestling a full length match oh, at yeah. WrestleMania. And, and there's no way. I mean, it's a lot like with Roman Reigns. It's not that Cena's a bad wrestler or anything, but if anyone can get a great match out of Taker WrestleMania, it's not going to be John Cena. At least not at this stage. No. Of Taker's career. And uh, I definitely you know? saw someone who wrote, and this was in, in regards to the Cena match with Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. John Cena mm-hmm. as a wrestler, while well, he has gotten better, he see, he kind of works up to the level of his opponent. And if his opponent's not bringing the goods, Cena doesn't bring the goods either. Which is why his matches against Balor, against Rollins, against Styles are incredible. Because he's working to match to them. You know, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to carry a... 
an old man, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it depends, because, I mean, some of them, the second match of The Rock was, in my opinion, just putrid. But the first one I enjoyed, if only because it wasn't a Matt classic, oh, yeah. but the hype was so huge, and they had that big fight feel, and the <clears throat> atmosphere in Miami, and all that other stuff I That's thought was definitely great. definitely a case and the of match an with Roman too. making a match, you know? It, it was a, Yeah, no. The, I definitely, like, WrestleMania 29 was the first pay-per-view I ever really saw. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. see, that scene a Rock match was just okay. I didn't really understand yeah. wrestling at the well, time. I think it was a lot worse well, than that, in my opinion. Time. And and so I watched it. And I'm like, oh, that was good point. That was that was, that was okay, I guess. But but I mm-hmm. I left with the biggest impression of that of the Punk Taker match. Yeah, yeah. I know that that match was just was great. At least you knew at that point what type of wrestling fan you would be and being more wrestling oriented, oh, yeah. uh, which is good. But knowing watching that match and knowing that it wasn't good is the first step in becoming a knowledgeable wrestling fan, yeah. <laughs> regardless of when you start it watching. It didn't have but, any spark to me. I was, I was all right. No. And the feud was fine, but it's like, especially for those that had seen the first one, it's like, this is shit. It's like, it's just not yeah. good at all. And you knew Cena was going to win. It's predictability is not always a bad oh, no. thing, but it's like the match did not need to happen. I know why they did it. Cause Vince McMahon had money. had had dollar signs in his eyes, but beyond that, you know, it just didn't serve a purpose. It was completely. I definitely pointless. think that, um, that that is a year where they should have shuffled some things around, not not put the rock on the card. I would have said like if, if I could go back and rebook it, Punk would have retained his title, and we would have had Punk Cena as the main event of WrestleMania, and that would have had a good feud and a good match, and I think that would have been amazing. Honestly, as great as that would have been, and I would have been fine with that because do you remember the Raw match they had like a couple weeks before that, like in the number one contenders yes. match? It was like outstanding. Yeah, that that was the real WrestleMania oh, yeah. main event. That was one of the best Punk matches I've ever seen, or Cena matches for that matter too. Um, but I know there was a big argument at the time. I remember the build up to that WrestleMania. And the WrestleMania build sucked that year, but that you know, notwithstanding, um, it would have made more sense to do Punk, Cena, and Raw. Oh, yeah, even that in a three way. You know, I think that would have been a much better match. And Punk has even said, too, when he did that all, you know, the, um, not the with, pipe With Colt Cabana, he said, yeah, I don't care. Yes. Limit, make it a triple threat elimination. Eliminate me five minutes in. I don't care. I want to be <laughs> exactly. on that marquee. You yeah. Know, I want to be on the post. At the very least. Of WrestleMania. And at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and the match would have been better, if only for that first five minutes, than anything else. You know, it just, it was well, just I mean, ridiculous. Me, even, I know they don't. What would you say? A frustration I have with the Royal Rumble. To me, the Royal Rumble winner mm-hmm. should main event the show, not they not should. Beast, yeah. not, not curtain jerk and not in the mid card. They should close out the show, you know, which is why Chris Jericho should have won the Rumble in 2012, and he should have main evented against Punk. That's how it should have happened. I was so mad at that time when Sheamus won and not Chris Jericho. I mean, Sheamus was fine, but it was like the guy won, and then on one he went on to curtain jerk WrestleMania that year again. Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds. That was when the the world title was. I mean, by that point, the world title barely meant anything it was anyway. A championship. It, it was a mid card title. It was a glorified Intercontinental Championship. Um, but that was another thing too. They said that on Raw during this gauntlet match. It's like, oh, the winner of the Chamber match will go on to main event WrestleMania, like the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. I remember them saying those exact words, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you remember that Nakamura won the Rumble like literally three yeah, weeks like, ago? I don't. I don't mind. Because, like, cards on the table, we all know Roman's winning this chamber match. I don't mind if Roman and Brock happens. In fact, I'm excited for it. But they should not close out the show for the sole reason that Nakamura won the Rumble. Which means Nakamura should be in the main event of WrestleMania, and thus so should AJ Styles. I know I have this debate with everyone who comes out here on the show. Not really a debate, but just discussion that I have uh, with everyone who comes on the show every single week. But it's like... I know Roman and Brock is the direction they've been going in for, like, the past decade now. <laughs> Maybe not really, but, like, the last year. It feels like a decade. But they, they, it just doesn't have the main event WrestleMania. I'm not doubting the match is going to be is going to be good. I think it will be a good match based off their WrestleMania 31 encounter, which was a lot better than, you know, some people give it credit for. A lot of people don't like Roman Reigns, and I understand that. I get that. But the match was actually great, even before Rollins oh, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have to um, like the character of Roman Reigns. Yeah, I feel like at this no. point to deny that he's a good wrestler is just fooling yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whether he's a good wrestler, performer, or what have you, the guy is very talented in the ring. Uh, more often than not, depending on who he's in the ring with. But, you know, even the Brock match, that was great for yeah. what it was. But also, I mean, I, I think this match coming up will be good, but it doesn't have to be the main event. A spot that has been occupied by Roman Reigns 
for the past three pa- for the past three WrestleManias, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and he didn't win that first one, but he did win the last two. He just he doesn't need to be in the main event again. And the main event should realistically be, I know in their eyes and their mind, and it makes sense. It's a business mm-hmm. after all that it should be the match that will make the, mo- the most money, the marquee match. But the best match in the card that will be the hardest to follow, likely, will be AJ yeah. and Nakamura. So and why it, not just have that go on It just devalues the Rumble to not have them main event. It really does, And to me, yeah. it's then, you know what? If you really wanted Roman versus Brock to win, let Roman win the Rumble then. Fine. Mm-hmm. Just, and then have... Yeah, it's silly. And then, you know, transition Elimination Chamber to be a SmackDown pay-per-view and have Nakamura win that. But they're going to do what they're going to mm-hmm. do. I think main eventing with Taker versus Roman last year was dumb, but then again, main eventing with Orton versus Wyatt would have stunk up the, the joint, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the idea of a brand split, but this is the idea when, when it was brought back in 2016 that it goes back to devaluing the Rumble, because when we only had one world title, there's only <laughs> one world title to go after, and very likely it's going to be the main event. We saw that at WrestleMania 30, 31, and 32. Um, with 33, they had two world titles again, and Orton and Wyatt was like fourth down the card, which was ridiculous. And and let, let's face it, it deserved to be because the match sucked. But you know they should definitely put the you know the the Rumble winner in the main event slot. That's the way it should be. Not always has been, but the way that it should be moving forward, especially with this year's installment with AJ Nakamura. But we're talking about WrestleMania. We'll tackle Elimination Chamber okay. first. Uh, before we get started with the advertised card. Are there any matches that you think will be added to the kickoff show, Colin? I mean, there's only four matches in a Ronda Rousey contract signing right now. Do you think we see anything added to the kickoff show before Sunday? Well, I mean, you know they're going to let Ronda Rousey eat up at least an hour of screen time because she's Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for mm-hmm. the kickoff show, I, I think for the kickoff show, we're going to get uh, the club, Gallows and Anderson versus The Revival. Maybe in a tornado tag or a two out of three falls type thing. And they're going to say, you know what, this is number one contenders match. Um, but what I would do is I would, I would book a triple threat tag team match. I'd book Titus Worldwide, the bar, uh, Gallows and Anderson, and the Revival, and the winners of that match would be able to challenge the Bar later on in the night. And then, of course, the Bar will win, but it gives the other team an out for losing because well, they just wrestled earlier in the night. And then you kind of you you have a nice fun match on the kickoff, build some momentum, earn that title shot, and uh, you know then you had a title match. I would hope so. I mean, at this point, the, the tag team title match should be <clears throat> with these teams. It should be a four-way with the... I mean, I would rather Titus Worldwide not be involved, but they beat the champions on Monday. <laughs> they will likely get a title shot. It would make, Yeah, it would make a lot more sense if they just had the club and the revival on the kickoff yeah. show, and the winner gets added to the Raw tag team title match later on in the night, or do a three-way with all tag team, all three tag teams, and the winner just gets a standard two-on-two exactly. tag team title match later on in the show. I think that would just make a lot more sense and not be a Raw rematch from a month ago when we saw Sheamus and Cesaro versus Titus and Apollo. Yeah. Um, I'd rather ju- they just do that. But I also... Nonetheless, that I would... Can see, I can see, what, what I can see Drake Maverick, uh, you know, if that's what we're calling him now, throwing a Cruiserweight match on there, just to... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Cruiserweights have been great lately, so I wouldn't be surprised if they actually let them do something. Yeah, well, well, real quick on that point, it's interesting because, yeah, 205 Live has definitely had a real resurgence as of late under the, you know, the new management mm-hmm. of Triple H and whoever else, likely just Triple H. But uh, the show has been a lot more must-see, a lot of great matches. Now, with that being said, the Cruiserweights have been conspicuous by their absence in the last two weeks on Raw, which is fine because they're focusing on the tournament right now on, on 205 Live, and they also don't really have any storylines going on right now. And Raw's been all about building up Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um, but do we see going forward, if the Cruiserweights are featured on Raw, will we see more of what we've seen on 205 Live? Or because they're on Raw, will they be under the, the writing, under the control of oh. Vince McMahon, kind of reverting back to what 205 Live was before a few weeks ago? I really hope not. Like, I... Honestly, if they just said that the Cruiserweights are exclusive to 205 Live and will appear on Raw pay-per-views, I'd be okay with that. I'd be totally okay with that. But if they're going to bring the Cruiserweights back to Raw, you know, people want Cruiserweight action not for gimmicky storylines. They want it, They want the matches. That's why the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Classic was so successful. That's why people are gushing about what 205 Live is doing right now. 
because they've brought it to a very wrestling-oriented place. But I don't think Vince McMahon knows how to book something that's wrestling-oriented anymore. I think like exactly. he, he's gotten so much into the, he thinks he knows what's right and into the entertainment idea that he can't book a wrestling show anymore. He books soap operas now. <clears throat> well, I had read earlier that he did book the, the gauntlet match mm-hmm. for Monday's Raw, which shocked the hell out of me, but... The thing is, is that they, those are his guys, the heavyweights, yeah. the Rollins, the, the, you know, very, you know, more specifically, the Romans, the Cena's, the Stroman's, Elias. um, then, oh. yeah, Elias and people like that, then the Cruiserweights, who he very likely does not give two shits about, oh, yeah. um, that he only really brought into Kill Time on Raw a few years ago, and the brand split was brought back. So, that being said, I mean, that, that was just something that I was thinking about when we were talking about it, where it'd be great if they got on the card, but is there going to be that disconnect? Yeah where we have, you know, where we have these great matches on Tuesday, but, like, filler matches on Monday that kind of are what we were seeing before with, like, random-ass, awful sports entertainment promos and, oh, yeah. you know, feuds with the Cruiserweights and stuff. I wonder if we'll still have that or if Vince will give uh, Triple H control of the Cruiserweights on Raw as well. We haven't seen that yet, so I'm not really sure, but it would make sense if, as you had said, they do add a Cruiserweight tag team match of some sort, like... You know, like Kalisto, Grant Metalik, and Lince Dorado versus some other three cruiserweights yeah. um, from the division. Or, you know, it would be cool to get a, a first look. I mean, they would probably have to advertise this in advance. They wouldn't have to, but it would be nice if they did. It would be cool if we got a look at you know, a Roderick Strong, a Mark Andrews, or a Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I, I, I would say like... take, take the men who are left. There's, what, eight men mm. left in the tournament? Yeah, there you go. Do something book, book with them, yeah. and tag team match, faces on one side, heels on the other, and just be like, mm-hmm. these are the men who are left over in the tournament, and uh, give them a look. So then you got, like, Buddy, you got Buddy Murphy. Uh... You got Buddy, Mark Andrews, um, Drew Gulak, okay. Cedric, Roderick Strong, uh, TJP. Okay. Mustafa Ali. Um, Mustafa Ali and Kalisto. So, I mean, there's more faces than heels, but you can always mix that yeah, up. You throw Gulak, really Murphy, and uh, TJP with Roderick Strong on one side, because Roderick can play both mm-hmm. sides. And then you have yeah. Cedric, Kalisto, Mark Andrews, and Mustafa Ali on the other side, and you just have an eight-man mm-hmm. cruiserweight tag match. Yeah, to kick off the show on a high note. I don't I, see why they, why they and, can't and do that and why they shouldn't do that. book that. Let that be yeah. a proper 205 Live thing don't don't put let Vince get his fingers on it and just go with it you know <laughs> and people will will take notice and have and put Ma- Drake Maverick on on commentary yeah yeah they did a few weeks ago on Raw and he killed it so it'd be he great is, to see him in that role I again. love the way he carries himself he, yeah he knows he what carries he's doing. himself not like some some goofy authority figure or one who's going to exploit his power but one who is like I'm running a wrestling show you're not going to come mm-hmm. in here. You're not going to demand things of me. You're not going to goof off. You're going to go up there and you're going to show me why you deserve an opportunity. And I love it. And I'm like, yeah. this is how authority figures should be booked. And Spud or Maverick, whatever you want to call him, he is killing it. Yeah, he's doing a great job in that role. And it looks like he wants to be there, too. It looks like he's genuinely happy to be in that oh, yeah. role, doing what he's doing right now. Like, if you see his you know, his tweets and stuff like that, he's constantly promoting 205 Live. This is the real wrestling oh, show. Goodness. We got matches coming up next week. He loves what he's doing. He's doing a great job with it. And it, and it helps, too, that he was doing something similar in Impact um, as the right-hand man of Dixie Carter and people like that. So he obviously has experience with it, but he's also a very entertaining oh, yeah. figure. And if he was in the division itself, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. The guy's a very good worker, and he had a lot of good matches in Impact. But I think for right now, this role is the right one for him because he would be easily lost in the shuffle in this cruiserweight tournament at the moment. So maybe down the road. Um, but for right now, he's doing a great job with oh, it. Yeah. I definitely think he's, but yeah, he's that, the kind of authority figure who if he needs to step in the ring he can't yeah and i hope we see that at some yeah point. that's the best part about it yeah mm-hmm. so I, I i would hope at some point that he will and he like very likely will at some point down the road um but i'm liking all the gms that we have right now i'm fairly content with all i mean obviously the gm shit on smackdown has been <sighs> just out of control with brian and with shane but the, the gms themselves i like with i think daniel bryan was doing an awesome job in that role before when they weren't overbooking him and having him be the focus of the show. I thought before he was doing an well, awesome job. At the beginning, job. Daniel and Shane And the guy just doesn't care. Yeah, no, they had a great, uh, you know, great dynamic there for the first number of months, if not the first full year of the brand split, where they weren't really involved in anything at all. I mean, obviously Shane and AJ and a few other things with Shane, but beyond that, it wasn't 
them bickering back and forth like we saw with Stephanie mm-hmm. and Mick Foley early on in the brand split. And, you know, Kurt Angle's also done a great job, a lot better than Mick Foley was doing. And I like Mick Foley, but Kurt Angle is a lot more stern where more often than not he won't take any shit from anyone, which is great. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's another one, like you said, that can get in the ring when he wants to. Drake Maverick, William Regal, um, they're both great in the role as well. So it, it's nice that we have some real authority figures for a change that people want to yeah. see. I just, as you said, SmackDown needs to ease up on it. Like, SmackDown this week, they're just arguing about who should get a U.S. title shot, and Shane's like, oh, I'm going to give it to Orton. Okay. Yeah, it's so Dumb. stupid. There's no logic behind anything. I mean, we have a SmackDown top ten, but they don't even use it, or at least not use it yeah. the right way. Where they could use that to crown new contenders and shit like that, but it's all about, oh, I want to one-up the other authority figure. It's like, how many times have we seen this over the last 20 years? Dating back to when Vince first turned heel. It's like, we see the same shit every single year with these authority figures in WWE, but... SmackDown's a whole other issue. Thankfully, we're previewing a Raw yes. show and not a, uh, a SmackDown pay-per-view. Because the, the funny thing is, we'll get into the the, mat, the real match card now. Um, as small as the match card currently is for the show, and as predictable as all of the matches are, to be honest, I'm still looking forward more to this show than I am Fastlane. And yeah. Fastlane might have some better matches. I don't think so, but... Because I think the Chamber matches will be great. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, Woke and Matt and Bray Wyatt <laughs> again, but... Fastlane, like, even the five-way. Like, that might be a good main event, but I don't care. Because they're just putting people in this title match that no one could possibly give a shit about right now. I like Baron Corbin. Ziggler, I just, I got over years ago. I this still point, love Dolph. just feels like another body in the roster. <laughs> I still say? Dolph. You know, I'm a... I mean, I like Dolph, but it's like, just the booking oh, of yeah. Dolph is just atrocious. That's the issue, and that's the issue I've always had of them for the last... I mean, forever, but it's been worse recently than it has been for a long-ass time. Um, Charlotte and Ruby Riot, like, they ha- the matches have some potential. Charlotte versus Ruby Riot, I think, will like... actually be the dark horse of the night. Like, that'll yeah. be amazing. No, it could be a great match, yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely think, just, like, as a quick note on Fastlane, Bludgeon Brothers are mm-hmm. going to take out the New Day and take their spot at that title match, I think. I think, think so. so? I, unless, I, I remember reading a few months ago that they want to push the New Day as the greatest tag team of all time, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just started... Handing the New Day title reigns, just to yeah, they were their, doing that for a while last year. Yeah, for their resume. But I mean, mm-hmm. Rude versus Orton has, I think, should be good. But we all know they're adding gender to that, and then it's gonna suck. So, <laughs> someone asked me this past week: Do you want to see a three-man? Based off what we've seen on SmackDown recently, would you want to see a triple threat last man standing match? And in any other circumstance, maybe. With these three, with a Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Jinder, that sounds like the cure for insomnia. Honestly. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but it would not, I would not put it past Road Dog or whoever's writing SmackDown to book something as atrocious as that. So, um, yeah, Fastlane is just... I don't know. There's matches that could be good. Like, Usos and New Day, they have great oh, yeah. chemistry, but it's like... We've seen it. Been there, done it. that. I don't know. Would you we've, say? It's a match that we, we've seen it so many times. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not fresh anymore. At least the five-way, yeah. for all of its flaws, is something kind of fresh. But I think Kevin and Sammy should be going for the tag titles after this. I would hope so. I know the Usos, and I've said this for years now, the Usos, it's 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 just criminal, the fact that they have not yet competed on a WrestleMania. They're probably the only ones in the entire company that have never, maybe not exactly, not but close to it. The people WrestleMania. Yeah, ever, have never been on the main card for as long as they've been there, for eight years. Yeah. Everyone else has... <laughs> Ended up on the main card at WrestleMania at one point or another. Never the Usos, which is also further criminal when you consider the fact that um, how the, the the amazing work they've been doing on SmackDown for the last year and a oh, half yeah. now. So I hope that changes this year. If it's a multi-team tag team title match, I guess. But I really would rather see the Usos versus like the Bludgeon Brothers straight up, or the Usos as you had said versus Owens. Insane. I think that'd be a lot better. I think Owens and Zayn one-on-one at WrestleMania would be cool. What we should have seen a couple years ago, we didn't get for whatever reason. But yeah. um, if they wanted to do it this year, it'd be a great match. Don't get me wrong. But I think those two are better together right now. And um, I think just having them would just having them break up would not be smart. Um, but yeah, having them go after the tag team titles would put the Usos in a prominent position on that Mania card, and the match would also be very, oh, very yeah. good. So. I would hope that's the direction they're going in, but we'll we'll find out about that as Fastlane comes and goes in a few weeks. But back to Elimination yes. Chamber, uh, we will start with uh, from the bottom going up to the top here. Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt match just added to the card a couple days ago on Raw. 
Um, no stipulation here. They had that match at Raw 25, which was really not all that good at all. Bray Wyatt won that one clean. So I would imagine, and I expect, and I predict, Matt Hardy to win this one. Uh, what say you, Colin? Um, I, I I agree with you. I definitely think that Matt Hardy's winning it. Uh, it's a matter of how, because they haven't done enough with Matt Hardy yet. They just they haven't. And, uh, I mean, seeing Brother Nero show up would be cool, or even Rebby, or whatever. Like anybody. Just just freshen this up a little bit. And, and I hate to say it, but TNA did something right with it. So go, go with that. Go with what they did. But, yeah, definitely see Matt winning. Yeah, I know. How... Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I see Matt winning too. And, and how crazy is it that that Impact is, has, you know, done something better than WWE in this respect with someone like a, a Matt Hardy, the broken Matt Hardy character? And it wasn't really Impact, but you know, Matt Hardy himself had a lot of creative freedom over that character in oh, Impact, yeah. and the the fear has been forever, long before he even returned to WWE, and there was rumors that WWE wanted it, that I think Triple H wanted broken Matt Hardy, that um whether they would book it right. And the thing is, is that Triple H isn't booking these shows. No. Like, if Matt Hardy was on NXT or 205 oh, Live, I'm sure he would absolutely... <clears throat> yeah, he would, he would absolutely have much more creative freedom with it than he does. But because it is the Vince McMahon show, they've really watered it down. And it hasn't been bad. Like, he's still getting reactions and stuff. And at least, you know, it's better than regular old Matt Hardy because the guy was doing nothing yeah. before the, the Woken stuff came about. Um, but it's still not living up to its full potential. Like you said, give me Revy, give me King Maxwell, give me Senor oh, yeah. Benjamin, give me someone. Give me give me fucking Vanguard <laughs> 1, distracting Bray Wyatt. Give me the dilapidated you know? boat, like anything. Give me the dilapidated boat, yes. Give me something from the from the Hardy compound. And I was talking to someone last night, and they said, maybe this is leading to a rematch at WrestleMania. And you know what? Whatever, if, they, if it's... I don't, it depends on whether Jeff will be back at that point. If Jeff's back, maybe they do something with the Broken Hardys. If not, and I don't think he will be um, by that point, it would be... Eh, I mean, I guess it'd be better than putting them in the fucking Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. And we'd have to suffer through another six or seven weeks of the feud, which I'm not all that enthralled by. But, at the very least... Um, you could do some sort of crazy match. Like what, you know, Goldust and Roddy Piper was at WrestleMania 12, yep. the Hollywood backlot brawl. Do something different. Doing something like that. You know what, the Hardy compound would be great. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It'd be really cool and kind of stand out from the rest of the card. So you got Matt going over here, right? Oh, yeah, Matt going over. Um, if Bray goes over, I'll be shocked, actually. <laughs> like, really shocked. Yeah. I I mean, the thing with Bray Wyatt, I... I don't even know what to say anymore. That guy's just a loser. I'm sorry. It's not like he's not like awful. I'm not saying that, but it's like the way they booked this guy a lot like with Dolph Ziggler. And I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. A lot like with Ziggler, but they booked him to be a fucking loser with how many feuds he's lost and uh, the amount of matches on pay-per-views that he has lost. And he had that one glimmer of hope for a few months early on in 2017 when he won the WWE uh, Championship. Well, his general run on SmackDown was actually really good. You know, he brought he brought really was, into, the, into you, yeah. the Wyatts, which was which was so mm -hmm. cool. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm mad good, they didn't yeah. do more with that. And he he won the tag titles, he won the WWE title. Like they made Bray look like a legitimate threat. And it's mm -hmm. Bray's good. And honestly, one one of my dream feuds is Bray Wyatt versus Johnny Gargano. And uh, there's never going to give Bray what he deserves at this point. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it's scary to think the guy's been in the main roster now for almost five My years, box. and they have yet to figure out how to oh, use Bray wow. Wyatt. And that scares me, yeah. And by this point, <clears throat> I don't want to say he's damaged goods, because they could always find a way to fix the hmm. guy, but the repetitive promos, the matches that largely do nothing for me anyway. He's had some good matches over the course of his career, but by and large, it has not been, you know... What his matches have not been what they could have been or should be. Like the matches with Brian and a few others were very, very good, but those are far and few between at this point. I don't expect this match to be anything different than yeah, that. It, I um, think if they bring in the people, Broken Universe or the Woken Universe, then mm -hmm. it has a, some big potential, but I don't think they're going to do that, so I don't think I expect a lot. Yeah, now they've had the character now for a few months, and they have yet to kind of tap into that Broken Woken Universe, so... Um, I'm not, you know, getting my hopes up for anyone who's thinking like, okay, they will tap into it at some point in the near future. Like, I can't wait for it. They're just wasting their time because I don't think it's going to ever get to that point. It might, but I think people are just having false hope for no yeah, reason. Unfortunately. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I hope it's a better match than the Raw 25 match, but like I said, I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, before I move forward with the rest of the card, real quick for the Raw Tag Team titles, we'll just go through it right now um, because it will likely be added. If it's not a four-way or a three-way with the club and Revival, if it is straight-up Sheamus and Cesaro versus Titus Worldwide, Titus O'Neil, and just Apollo <laughs> now, no more Cruz. It's simply Apollo. Apollo. Cruz can't lose. Well, Cruz just lost its last name, so it's just Apollo now. Um, who do you got going over in that match if it is added to the card? Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro or Titus The bar, Worldwide? no question. That's the bar. <laughs> like, yeah, not even a question, yeah. Not, not only is it predictable as it should be, but that's what needs to happen. Like, that's I like Apollo, and I'm glad the guy was able to shine in that five-way a few weeks ago on Raw. That was actually very mm-hmm. cool. Because the guy's is still a good worker, but this Titus Worldwide thing is a fucking kiss of death for really anyone who gets involved in it. And Dana Brooke is whatever. She was terrible anyway, so having her get involved was fine. At least it gives her something to do. But And I like Titus, but the guy is a wrestler. is nothing special at all, and I think Cruz deserves better. But nonetheless, um, the bar retained. Asuka and Nia Jax in a match where if Nia Jax wins and ends the undefeated streak of Asuka, she will be added to either the... The wording of this mm-hmm. is weird because it says here in, on Wiki it says the raw ta- the raw women's match, but then on Monday, which they have said before, so Wikipedia is not wrong, but they did say on Monday's Raw, she said that she will be added to either one of the women's title matches at WrestleMania because WWE probably realized they fucked up and they should not have said the raw women's match because they don't know if Oscar is going for that belt yet. So I remember the commentator saying during Raw this week that it could be either one. So if Oscar chooses. Charlotte, I guess Nia would be added to that match, which makes absolutely no sense. This whole thing is fucked. But I get I get what they're going for, and at least it has some sort of, you know, WrestleMania implications, and it's not a meaningless match. So, and as a match, it could be fine. Their takeover match a few years ago was okay, um, so I expect this to be good. But um, is Asuka's undefeated streak in jeopardy? Not or tonight. Uh, well, actually, okay, wait. Log- logically, no. Logical booking means that if she's going to lose, they should save WrestleMania. But this is WWE, and they love their Samoans. <laughs> so, in all honesty, I think it could be in jeopardy. It shouldn't be, but it probably is. And, like, what you said about the wording. Yeah. I think Nia Jax is going to be facing Alexa at Mania for the Raw Women's Championship. And I think that we could do that one of either one of two things could happen here. Either Nia wins... And goes for the Raw Women's title, and Ale- and Asuka says, I'm going for Charlotte instead. Or Asuka wins, says, I'm going for Charlotte, and then Nia wins a Battle Royal or something. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see something along those lines happening. Um, I mean, the thing with this match is that Asuka has to win. Mm-hmm. But do you do a do you book a count-out loss for Asuka where Nia wins, so she's in the Raw Women's title match, and then Asuka goes to SmackDown to face Charlotte, which... I am more positive than ever at this point. That's what they're doing. Because Asuka and Alexa Bliss, part two, I'm, I have no interest in. Because that first match was just not good. Um, I think Asuka and Charlotte would be a better match. And they're also blowing off Charlotte and, and Ruby at the Fastlane pay-per-view. Because Asuka's likely going to SmackDown after Fastlane. So I would expect that to happen. But yeah, I mean, if Nia loses here, she's going to be in the Raw Women's title match anyway. Which she shouldn't be, but she likely will be, reportedly. She has been improving, so I'm not mad about that. No, no, she's not terrible. Like, I would be, obviously, a lot more frustrated if it was, like, a Lana or a Dana Brooke or someone who's just not good at all. Yeah, I just would uh, cringe at the thought of that. But, you know, she has improved. She was in the title match last year. Um, Just, I I don't know, just on paper, and I've said this before, Nia and Alexa Bliss one-on-one does nothing Mm -hmm. for me, especially with both as heels. And neither one of them should turn either. They're both better off as heels as well. So, just I don't know where they're going with this. Maybe a four-way with Banks, Bailey, uh, Nia, and Bliss. But it's like, did we not just see that last year with the same three women mm-hmm. and then Charlotte replace, or Alexa replacing Charlotte? So, again, I hope they don't go in that direction. But also just Nia, Alexa, one-on-one just is not all that interesting at all. Um, I don't know, but you still, at the end of the day, despite your fears for WWE booking the wrong finish, which, trust me, I have the same fears. Do you think Asuka will win here? I think she has to, because this isn't an undefeated streak like Rusev's where it's a year. This is, what, almost three years now? Yeah. She has Mm -hmm. not been pinned, submitted, disqualified, or counted out in three years. She's only been eliminated in Battle Royals. 
I think that Triple H yeah, it's crazy. would personally pedigree Vince McMahon if Oscar lost. At elimination, I think <laughs> I think Triple H would be like, "What have you done? I booked, I built her up for years. Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, a longer undefeated streak than I think uh, than Brock Lesnar could could uh, boast about. I think yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember it, exactly, she, but she holds I, the longest undefeated streak in sports entertainment. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm just thinking of like when Brock. I mean, it wasn't really an undefeated streak, but like after he ended the streak and he became like that unstoppable monster. But even then, he like, he would lose a match or two every now and again in like three ways oh, yeah. and four ways and, and shit the, like that. Oscar has not is, lost yeah, anything. Yeah, with Oscar, we're not even going by how many days she's been undefeated. We're going by how many matches she's been undefeated in. Yeah, she she's beaten she's beaten mm-hmm. Goldberg for that now. Like Oscar cannot. Oh, stop, months ago, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, and like it's a legit number too. It's not a and and you know inflated <clears throat> like Goldberg's was in WCW. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they can't fuck that up now. I would. I've said this before. I would hold off until WrestleMania 35 really? to do okay. Oscar and Ronda, and uh, I don't know if you would have Ronda win. I wouldn't do that, but maybe something changes between now and then where you could do that. And she's probably the only real legit person to end the streak. I mean, in a perfect world, and this might not make sense to people, and some people might not be happy to hear this, but I would I would do Oscar losing her undefeated streak, suffering her first loss to Ember Moon. Now, they told that story for a long time there in NXT, and Ember could never be Asuka. She could never beat her. They had that little face-off in the Rumble, which was great. Uh, but I think they have something there with Ember when she gets called up, which will likely be after WrestleMania or maybe around SummerSlam time, where they could do that down the road and have Ember finally beat Asuka's streak, you know, four years after the fact. But, yeah, the end of this early would be just stupid. There's no way around it. It would be just absolutely dumb. So I hope they don't do that. Um, but I do have Asuka going over as well. So, speaking of the women, moving on to the first ever, as WWE Ugh. likes to point out constantly, the first ever women's elimination chamber match for the Raw women's title. It's Alexa Bliss defending against Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and Sasha Banks. So, process of elimination here, no pun intended, would uh, argue that obviously Absolution is not winning. Mm-hmm. Mickey James is not winning. So, that only really leaves Bliss, Bailey, and Sasha Banks, and as I've said before, Banks and Bailey at WrestleMania is a WrestleMania-worthy match. Obviously, it always has been, but I think it should be for the Raw Women's Title. It's a bigger draw, a bigger match, a more logical match to do. Despite how damaged both women might be right now, I think turning Sasha heel would inflect, would inject a new life into both women going into WrestleMania. I think that is worthy of the Raw Women's Title. But then, what do you do with Alexa? Like that's the issue. So I do think Alexa is winning here. I would rather have Bailey or Banks win to set up their match. I'm not expecting it, but I do think Alexa Bliss does win here and retains the title. So, what's going on here, Colin? Who do you think's going out or walking out as the Raw Women's Champion? Well, like you said, Absolution has no chance winning. Neither, honestly, the, the ladies of Absolution have no business even being in this match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, the Raw Women's roster is so shallow that they don't really have much option. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, as much as I love Mickey James, we all know she isn't winning. I, I want to see Alexa win it, honestly. I, but like Alexa has, I know a lot of people don't like her, but she has really improved. Her mic game is probably better than almost any other woman in the division. Just her character work and her grasp on her character is so well defined. She's great with that. Um, but I also agree that Banks Bailey would be such a good match, you know. And that is something I want to see at a WrestleMania stage. And if it's even half as good as their TakeOver Brooklyn match, you know, that, that New Orleans crowd is in for something special. So, uh, mm-hmm. tentative prediction, I'm going to I'm gonna put it on Bliss. Just because they ha- they've been so hesitant to have Alexa lose title matches up until now. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with like a... <clears throat> I'm putting like 50% of my weight behind... Alexa and the other fifty percent behind either Bliss, uh, sorry Banks or Bailey, but uh, I can't be too sure yet. Yeah, I mean it could go either way with any one of those three women. And again, with Bailey and Banks, people might roll their eyes at the fact that they're holding the the gold again. But I just think it makes more sense, and it <clears> sets <throat> them up for a bigger match at WrestleMania. And again, they could do a multi-woman match, but I don't want to see multi-person matches. That. I WrestleMania is the stage where one-on-one one matches yeah. come to a head, and I think that's what we deserve. Yeah, I mean, and I've been I've been through this a million times before, but how many times have we seen multi-women matches 
at WrestleMania. We have not had a standard singles one-on-one women's match at WrestleMania since WrestleMania 22. That's a dozen years ago yeah. between Mickey James and, I mean, like, and Trish Stratus. It's like a supplemental okay because that triple threat at Mania 32 was amazing. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That was... I don't know if it was better than Trish and Mickey, but it, an argument can't be made that it was because I thought that was a just a phenomenal match and easily the best thing on oh, that yeah. entire show, in my opinion. Way like, better than anything else in WrestleMania. The only, That's the only multi-woman match I want to see like, at this point is the fatal four-way between the members of the Horsewomen. Agreed, yeah. You know, so have that triple threat again, but put Bailey in there. And last, when they went at it in NXT, it was great. So let him do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at some point I would hope. That is WrestleMania-worthy as well, so maybe at some point down the road that'd be pretty awesome to do. Um, but yeah, I think at this, we've seen... You know, last year's was fine, too. It wasn't a bad match, but I don't know. Been there, done that. We need, we've, we've seen yeah. multi-women matches like every single month for literally the last year now between the Rumble and Elimination Chamber. I mean, SmackDown Women's Division one was match. garbage, so let's, just, let, let's get some singles matches. Yeah, SmackDown Women's Division is even worse than Raw's, which I thought was impossible, but it has been recently because they have just nobody. They have just the same shit every single week. But yeah, so uh, my official prediction is Bliss. So final prediction here, Colin. Who do you got going over, Banks, Bailey, or Bliss? Bliss? I'm sorry, not Bliss. Uh, Banks off a heel turn. She is going to... I do think we will see... I don't know Yeah, Bailey and Banks. But I see... Bailey eliminating Sasha. No, no, I keep mixing the names. See, Bailey eliminating Alexa, and Sasha mm-hmm. pretty much instantly drilling her with the bank statement and making her tap, and then not letting her out, thus turning heel. That would be great, yeah. That, that, that's so you get a new champion and a heel yes, turn, and that's what I'm gonna go with. And I know I'm probably wrong, but the, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm putting down. And uh, final answer. Nice, nice. Okay, I think Bliss is winning, but that's what I want to see, though. I think that'd be pretty sweet. So you get kind of two-for-one special there with a title change and a a heel turn. Um, So going into our last match on the scheduled card as of right now for the number one contender spot for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. we got Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Elias, John Cena, The Miz, and Seth Rollins. So the first ever seven-man Elimination Chamber match. Uh, this should be great. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen many bad chamber matches over the years. Last year's was fucking oh, awesome. Last so they're going to have love the last year. So they have really something to top here. Both the women and the men. I'm not just saying the men because then the women's match could also be really, really good. Um, but it, it's they've got their work cut out for them because last year's was fantastic. Mm. So with everyone involved here, they got a lot of intertwining stories that they, that could set up various things for WrestleMania. Like we talked about, John Cena and Taker. Could we see a Taker appearance on Sunday? I don't think so, but it's possible. Maybe the lights go out and they set up that match. I think Roman's obviously Roman's yeah, winning. R- LOL, Roman's so winning, think- so I think what we were more talking about here is what stories are being told in this chamber. Exactly, yes, yes. So it's not really a prediction of who's going to win because we know Roman's going to win. Um, but, I mean, obviously Miz and Strowman, I would think, is another one they're going to set up out of this match. I don't want um, Miz and Strowman, though. Ever, everyone talk- I don't want that. I want to... Uh, it wouldn't be the worst no, no, thing, in my opinion. I, I want, there are better uh, matches, but it's not the worst. The IC title. I think Balor needs a belt Agreed. now. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I think, he, I think he definitely needs a belt more. I mean, Braun needs a big win, too, yeah. but... They could do more things with him than put him in the IC title picture. But I also want Balor to go to jump ship to uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. So yeah, unless they just with the Superstar shakeup bring uh, the US title back to Raw, where I've always felt like it kind of belonged anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, so stories in the chamber. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways they can go with this. With with Miz and Strowman, I would expect that's the direction they're going yeah. in. Again, not the worst thing is at least it gets the IC title in a prominent match on the card for the first time in a while. No more of this fucking eight man ladder match. Which have been like, good. I, I, but... I don't. I mean, yeah, they were great matches. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I'm so done with that. Like we need real focus on the title, not just oh everyone wants a title yeah. shot, so let's just put them all in one match. Just bring back Money in the Bank in that case, or put them in the Battle Royal. Like it, I just think it's a waste. <laughs> but um. So, yeah, I could see them doing that. Um, that leaves... Uh, Elias is kind of the outlier here because I think he'll be at WrestleMania in a prominent role, but not in a match. 
Like, I could see him doing a concert, which makes more sense on, like, an 80,000, you know, person like stadium. You, I, I can um, see Elias being the one who, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Elias, he's doing his thing, and then The Rock comes out with his own guitar to hold a rock concert. And uh, Exactly, I, I, yeah. I, the, actually, saying that out loud, I want that now. <laughs> That's actually what I want. Yeah, I know. I was, I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago. Like, what do you do with Elias at WrestleMania? And, Putting him in like the battle royal, only to get like be the first one tossed out, would be such a unless waste. you put him in the battle royal, so I hope have him win, and then try to hold a concert and get like laid out by the Rock. Yeah, that would be fine too if they wanted to do that. But even then, I would have him, you know, all the spotlight on him, oh, yeah. and just the concert, and have the Rock come out and and do that little thing. Even if it gets rock bottom, that's a huge, huge endorsement of oh, Elias. Yeah. So. I would I would do that over anything else because I think even in a match, even if he was going for the IC title, I think putting him in a concert and it makes perfect sense too because you know he wants you know a big audience yeah. in an eighty thousand seventy thousand seat stadium or whatever. It makes sense. To he do can a concert, say, "Look, you know? people have come from all over the world to walk with Elias and to just make exactly. it all about him." And, and it's good moments there. Yeah, from all walks of Earth, I want walks. that more than anything now, and uh, if that doesn't happen, <laughs> I will boycott the WWE. I think I'm more excited for that at WrestleMania than I am any other match in the card that's not Styles <laughs> and Nakamura, yes. to be honest. I don't know, it could be Corbin and Nakamura, we don't know what's going to happen at Fastlane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cor- yeah. It could end up being Ziggler or Nakamura, or I mean, which wouldn't be Corbin Nakamura would be the worst. But hey, you never yeah, know. Yeah, Z- Zayn Nakamura, um, Owens Nakamura would all be all be good Mania matches. So yeah, yeah, it should be Styles, but at least it'd be those would be good too. Um, but yeah, no, with this match, I think Elias is kind of the outlier here. Mm-hmm. Strowman and Miz kind of cancel each other out. Cena is probably doing his own thing. I've said maybe Cena and Balor. I like that match a lot but, uh, more. At this than, point, I'm also I'm also Taker. seeing a. Uh, a game of one-upsmanship, I think, between Seth and Finn. Kind of a, that too, I respect yep. you, but I still want to beat you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, if, if Cena faces Undertaker, Rollins will face Balor. If Cena does not face Undertaker, Cena will face Balor and Rollins is in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. And Rollins at this point, we talked about it before, but um, with, with Rollins... I think he's another guy that's obviously way too big, way too important to be put in that battle royal. But you could put him in the match with Kurt Angle. Ooh, Kurt Angle's yeah. free. You know, I think that'd be cool. I think it also makes sense, too. It's not like, oh, let's bring back fucking Goldberg and put him in the ring with, with yeah. Rollins, a match that would make absolutely no sense at this point. It makes sense because the whole Jason Jordan connection and all this other stuff, and maybe if, if Rollins loses, he has to go to SmackDown because Kurt Angle's the GM. Maybe you turn Kurt heel. I don't know. There's a, there's a couple different ways you can go with this. And there's enough time between now and WrestleMania to tell a story with oh, those yeah. two. Um, but if anyone can get a great match out of Angle at this stage of his career, it's, oh, it's Seth yeah, and Rollins. That after would that be performance we saw. Him. That would be nothing short of absolutely electric. They would tear the house down. Mm-hmm. That, that's a banger. Yeah, of a I really match think right they there. can. And I mean, yeah. you, you look at sort of a proposed Mania card with that, and you got you got Reigns versus Lesnar, which is just a heavyweight fight, which is good. You got you got yeah. Styles versus Nakamura, which is a technical masterwork. Of a, of, mm-hmm. of a match. And then you got Rollins versus Angle, which is just... That's the closest you're going to get to Angle's, Angle versus Shawn Michaels again. Pretty and much, yeah. Tears yeah. the house down. Yeah. I think it's a good, solid upper card there. And if they throw in Cena Taker, whatever. But it, it it's something, at least. And you also have the Ronda Rousey matches oh, and all wait, that other stuff. Oh, wait, but Ronda Rousey might have to team with Kurt Angle to face... That's God, another thing, dude. too. Yeah. Hmm... I don't know. I hope they get the Rock that would be so much for better. that match. Yeah. I mean, I know they did the whole Angle, Triple H thing at Survivor Series, but I'd rather see Angle and Rollins. Because if they don't do Angle and Rollins, Rollins is fucking... I don't know what else he would do with them. I honestly... I don't know. I have zero clue. There's also, though, there's been the proposition of Strowman as um, R- Rousey's partner, which I think... Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, that'd be fine. The thing is, no, they whatever. Could have That's fine too. Ronda tap out Stephanie well. Triple H power slams. Sorry, well, uh, Braun power slams Triple H. You can have Miz yep. and Balor go one on one, and then you still can have Rollins and Angle. I think that's a perfect yeah. card. I think that's awesome. Then you get to save Rock for the Elias save Rock, Rock concert the, for Elias. You got Cena versus Undertaker going no more than ten minutes, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> you know, you throw in hey, no, the Rollins title. Um, I'd say have like a, I don't know, you got the cruiserweight match, U.S. title. Man, WrestleMania is gonna be like eight hours, isn't it? 
Yeah, it was, it was a very, very, very long show last I, year. But, hey, if they got quality matches, then I'm not oh, yeah, complaining. It's, it's so we'll say. Yeah, and how they use those eight hours, you know, compared to previous years. It's not like WrestleMania 32, which was fucking six, seven hours long, and the show was fucking terrible. Not just, not one of the worst WrestleManias, but it just wasn't not good. a good I mean, wasn't Roman good, no. versus Triple H should have had a no DQ stipulation. That would have made it a, a mm-hmm. six times better immediately. Much better, man. But uh, they yeah. did what they could. They tried, yeah, they tried. So hopefully this WrestleMania is better based off of that alone um but obviously you got roman winning here of course there's no question if yeah if, and i forgot to talk about it oh, if sorry, Ro- go ahead. roman doesn't win i will be utterly shocked because that i'd be shocked it, yeah since wrestlemania 33 all we've been hearing is roman versus brock roman versus brock roman versus brock and if they deviate from that depending which direction they go in i might not be mad but i will be surprised if they were going to deviate from that, they would have done it by now. Like, that's my only thing. They would have put the belt on Strowman at any point in the last six yeah. months or put it on Joe or someone else. They would have moved away from that at this point if they were going to do something I mean, else, which is why, if, obviously. If Balor somehow pulls out a win and we get Beast versus Demon at WrestleMania, I'm not mad. No, at this point, if they continue to rehab Balor to the point where he makes sense and he's a threat to Brock, uh, hey, you know what? They With Finn, he never got his rematch in the belt, oh. so there's a story in place there, yeah. too. It's also first time ever, so I, hey, it wouldn't be bad. But I, that's the thing, though. If Roman's not with with Brock, then what do you do with Roman? That's the thing now with Roman. Like, he's beaten, like, everybody yeah. at this point. The Cena thing would have been great. Like, this would have been the perfect WrestleMania to do Cena and Roman for, but they already blew through that at No Mercy. That wasn't so. even good, though, and I was uh, so disappointed. I mean, I enjoyed the match, but it's like I just thought they really just blew through that on a B-level pay-per-view for no reason at yeah. all. They should have saved that for down the road. I mean, they didn't need it because um, they already had Lesnar on that pay-per-view, so I don't know if they needed yeah. to push it more, but I guess they just didn't have anything for mm-hmm. Roman to do. Yeah, I guess it's probably, yeah, it's probably what it was. Um, just When you look at this chamber match, I'm looking right now, Roman's beating Everyone in this match. I mean, you can always go back to him and Braun, but they're both baby wait, wait, faces wait. right has, now. It's has too Roman soon. actually beaten Finn? Yes, they had. Uh, I know, obviously, when Balor debuted, he beat Roman, but they did have a rematch on Raw uh, about like a year I, or so I, ago. It was before the I five way. Remember I that? I would not be mad about if we ended up getting Balor versus Reigns at Mania for. And that'd be nice. Demon, oh, that'd be good. Oh my god. That'd be good, too. That's another feud they can always go. They've, they've had a few matches, but never a, a full-fledged yeah. feud. So it would be a solid match to do at WrestleMania. Is that us? Um, just, but real, let's go, go. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, before we wrap up here, we did talk about it briefly a few moments ago, but uh, I forgot to mention it. Ronda Rousey obviously signing officially, in, in storyline anyway, because obviously she's already signed, but signing her WWE contract with Raw at the pay-per-view this Sunday. Uh, what do you expect to be happening during this segment with Ronda Rousey? Will we see a confrontation with Stephanie? Is she going to kick someone's ass? What do you want to see, and what do you expect to see from Ronda? Um, I expect Stephanie and Triple H to talk for at least 20 minutes before we even see a glimpse of Ronda, first of all, just because that's... Like, Stephanie and Triple H are going to be in the ring with Kurt Angle. We're going to have the contract laid out, and it's going to be like a 20-minute monologue about how great they are for getting Ronda... Ronda's going to come out, and Stephanie's going to say something to her, and Ronda's going to hit her, and uh, Triple H is going to get mad, and Kurt Angle's going to hit him. And I don't know. It's 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 just going to devolve into a brawl between those four, I think, and that's that's really it. I don't think it'll be anything really to write home about, but it'll it has WrestleMania implications. So yeah, I mean they could always. I, I would I would hope they do something big here, just because her debut at the Rumble was good. Um, I thought it was very good. Obviously, create a lot of buzz, a lot of it know, was a lot better a lot than her winning mainstream. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more of uh, a, a fear of her winning the rumble um, than there was of her just showing up, which was also pretty cool. I thought the way they booked it was great. But that being said, I mean they need to book something big here to generate buzz going into WrestleMania. I, I don't want to see her kill Stephanie here because you could save that for Mania. But have, I don't know, someone come out, security come out, and she just destroys them all. Or something. Because what we saw at Rumble was good, but we need to see that real vicious side of Ronda that that brings a legitimacy to Hmm. WWE. The same way that Brock did when he came into the company a few years ago. Or came back to the company. Yeah, just laid scene out immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so we need to see something similar with Ronda here. And they're in Las Vegas, where she once called home in the UFC. So they need to do something big here. Um, 
do you think there's any other match for Ronda at WrestleMania that's not that mixed tag team match that's been rumored? I really don't. Unless unless Ronda somehow gets her hands on a women's title before Mania and her versus Asuka, or unless Asuka, Asuka goes for the Raw Women's Championship held by, you know, Bliss or something at that point, and we have a Bliss Bailey Asuka match. And then we have Ronda versus Charlotte, but then again, she's just signing with Raw. So I really, for her first WWE match, I see the man safeguard her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having her be in the mixed acting match is for the best, just because you can see how she is in the ring and how she fares against someone like, I mean, Stephanie's not a real worker, but... You can just see how she does, and then you can just book her from there. Because putting her in a real one-on-one match at that, this point against Charlotte or Oscar, and that's the last. It's that she exactly, needs. exactly. Yeah, they they can't expose her at this point. They need to give her more experience. Let's give it more time. Um, so I'm in complete agreement there. So I would hope that's what they do um, moving forward. But yeah, that's a solid match for WrestleMania too. As we talked about WrestleMania 34, if all goes well on Sunday and at Fastlane in a few weeks. It could have the potential to be a uh, very good WrestleMania, so I'm looking forward to it. What I'm definitely you? looking forward. Everything, everything looks good on paper. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm hearing, what I'm seeing. But then again, last year's WrestleMania looked pretty good on paper, and it just it was it was okay. WrestleMania 32 looked pretty decent on paper. It was just okay. WrestleMania 30 didn't really look very special on paper, but it ended up being amazing. You know, Daniel Bryan Mm -hmm. me away there. WrestleMania 31 looked pretty average and ended up having really good moments. So I'm always excited for WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania, but at the same time, I'm nervous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the build for Mania doesn't say a whole lot because you could have a great build for Mania and then the show sucks, or you could have a terrible build for Mania and the show is amazing. Like with 31, I did not know... The build sucked. 31? Yeah. Absolutely. I was just about to say the same thing. WrestleMania 31, the build was just abysmal. And the, show, the, the show was great. Was, oh, wow, that was really good. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like a big part of why it was so good was Seth Rollins. He he was a big oh, yeah. part of that show. Um, yeah, everything was really good there, though. Yeah, that was a really good show. So I hope we're into something similar at WrestleMania where we get a good build and a good WrestleMania oh, yeah. for us. Oh, yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, but before we let you go, dude, obviously before, uh, before, you know, we ride off in the sunset here, feel free to play, uh, plug your stuff, Twitter machine, anything else you got going on. Of course, thank you for joining here, uh, here, us here on the show. It's been a blast. Uh, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, handle is at the Colin Ginter. So if you guys want to follow me, follow me. I always tweet about wrestling and just any other sarcastic witticisms I come across throughout the week. So that is the Colin Ginter. And yeah. Other than that, uh, just keep tuning in to WrestleRant. Fantastic. Sounds good, dude. Appreciate it. And as uh, Colin just said there, you guys can check out new episodes every single Thursday right here on um, on iTunes. Uh, just simply search up on the Apple Podcast app, WrestleRant Radio, or on NextAirWrestling.net. New episodes are up every single Thursday. I'm on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant and Facebook, facebook.com backslash Matthews. Bleacher, what culture, all that stuff speaks for itself, so just check it out. Simply search up the name. All this stuff will be on the interweb somewhere. So with all that being said, Colin, once again, for joining me here on the show. It's been a blast. Hopefully we have you here on the show at some point down the road. Absolutely. It's a good time. Sounds good, dude. I'll catch you down the road.